Um, that's a them problem. 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 Well, isn't this a doozy? Welcome back, guys, to that's a them problem. Oh, guys, I won't lie. Today, the day that I'm recording this is literally Thursday. So yesterday, as in yesterday. This is the day that I'm recording it because let me just tell you, the week that I've had has been a clusterfuck to say the least. What can I say? Life said, <laughs> today is going to be your unlucky day. And that unlucky day became a whole entire week. What is there even to update you on? Yeah, your, your, your person. I was about to say your hand, but I ain't nobody's hand except one person's hand. Anyway, that's besides the fucking point. Can you tell that like the energy is a bit different i'm a bit all over the place welcome to what is now even more dysfunctional of a podcast than it was originally also happy 10 you know uh episode 10 crazy that we got here crazy that i decided that episode 10 would be the episode that i quickly rushed but not even rushed because i had this episode kind of planned out with like a whole document and stuff so at least it's not like completely like off the cuff but i did uh plan something for everyone to well not i'm saying everyone but i just planned something for me to talk about today um and for you to listen so thank you so much for listening also thank you so much to the people listening like this far 10 episodes is nothing shy of an achievement at least in my eyes and i honestly was Full disclosure, I thought that I was going to tank this episode and just put out a disclaimer that, like, I genuinely had no emotional capacity to do this episode and I I genuinely don't. But also, I believe that, like, if I don't at least be consistent with my episodes, that I might fall flat and this might become one of those things that I no longer do just because I, I seemingly don't have time, but always have time. So, wow, that's a lot to get through welcome back to the podcast guys (laughs) let's get into it i've decided to that since it's the 10th episode that we have a little bit more structure when it comes to the podcast so number one when it comes to the start of the episode the segment of me just catching up talking shit basically like running through all the bullshit in my head that's gonna be called the checkup just like a doctor's office like it's a checkup of like how things are going how life is going how the podcast is developing outside of the things that you hear and then just like the vibe in general for this week's catch-up for this week's checkup for this week's what has been happening number one is the new logos the new imaging if you guys have seen on instagram both on my personal one and on that's a them problems page i've decided to change up the iconography a little bit because as much as the initial like visuals of that's the problem is definitely me and what I want to put out, I wanted to, I wanted it to be more personal because I have more of an understanding of what I would like the podcast to look like in general. So that's why we have new imaging with more eyes because you know, as I have been saying and especially in the first episode, I love eyes and I love incorporating the iconography of eyes into a lot of my work into a lot of. Um, my art so at least you'll see more of that number two visual episodes will start before season two i have decided that before season two because mind you now if this is episode 10 we only have nine more episodes until season two 
I will have visual episodes, I promise. Lord, I hope I don't regret promising. <laughs> but I promise that we will have visual episodes before season two so that at least we can get used to the whole thing. Like I said, I do want to have like my own little setup so that like it's something that everyone can come back to and be familiar with every single week. So I'm working on that. And then, yeah, the second, the third point that I put in the checklist was just thanks to everyone who's interacting with the content. I don't think you realize how jarring it is to only once a week check up on like my stats and like my insights for this podcast and to see that people actually listen to it to see that a good amount of people listen to it every single week is just like beyond reaffirming in just me wanting to do things out of the wall and the need to consistently create all the time so again as i literally do every single episode i just want to thank you whoever's listening right now thank you for taking the time out to listen and to exchange this energy with me and to spend this time it does not go unnoticed and uh, like to be quite honest with you like this is a little piece this is my little piece of sanity in a way this is my little piece this is my soapbox so to say uh where i get up on a pedestal and just talk a whole bunch of shit and thank you for always being willing to listen out to that shit. And then the last thing I have on the checklist, the checkup, the catch-up, is life is hella tough right now for me. So until further notice, I will be in hermit mode. Meaning that like I won't be performing. I won't be performing outwardly as much as I, I, I'm used to and as much as you guys are used to. I just need to figure out what it means to take care of myself for the first time ever, which sounds so jarring because in my mind, I feel like haven't I been taking care of myself this whole time? But genuinely, no, no, I haven't. I've just been consistently like having to move. Well, I feel like I've been consistently having to move through life without having to take a break to actually acknowledge like how I feel like in general. And I feel like I've forgotten what I what my own emotions feel like because I'm so concerned with everyone else's and yeah crazy how it's gotten to a point where i have no capacity to do absolutely anything and it's kind of scary so your person got help that's why i'm saying that i will be in hermit mode until i start feeling somewhat normal but what the fuck is normal anyway oh okay okay outside of all that bullshit right let's get into the actual topic of today which is how to build an aesthetic guys if you know me you know that i am a consistently changing person my aesthetic is never a fixed thing actually let me not lie i feel like i my aesthetic exists in like one multiverse like it exists in 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 its own universe but it like moves around its own globe if that makes sense like it's never a stagnant type of style so we're going to talk about how one can create their own aesthetic uh we're going to talk about pre-existing aesthetics we're going to talk about just the idea of identity i do want to do a separate like episode where i just talk about identity where i literally uh, the same way this is called how to build an aesthetic I'm going to have an episode of how to build an identity, which obviously is deeper than just 
because obviously an aesthetic is an outward performance the same way gender is so a lot of aesthetics are built through the lens of gender norms and fucking with that a little bit and one of the kind of planes that my aesthetic goes through is a lot of gender fuckery it is a lot of gender fluidity so we're gonna get into that i'm really 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 excited and let's just get into it okay so aesthetic when we talk when we're talking about aesthetics we are talking about your personal style rather than fashion because again we're gonna have a separate episode just on fashion and the inspiration and and the magic that exists in the world of fashion just from a creator standpoint not from what we see basically which is the performative aspect of fashion right but aesthetic is usually about your personal style and not about fashion usually when you want to create your own aesthetic you need to realize that inspiration can only come from existing styles so as much as you would like to create your own type of look your own type of like feel of how you present it in the world you need to build inspiration from things that are outside of you. You need to build inspiration from things that already exist. So one thing that I would suggest is two social media platforms that I think like push the idea of aesthetics down our throat, which we all know, which would be Tumblr and Pinterest. And Pinterest and Tumblr is particularly important because they also foster and kind of like maintain certain types of like sub subculture aesthetics. Uh, one I can definitely one I think of off the top of my head when it comes to Pinterest and like Pinterest maintaining and cultivating the subculture is Visco Girls. So I don't know if you understand what Visco uh, aesthetic is, but it's basically taken after the app Visco, which is similar to PixArt, similar to Lightroom, where it's a like photo uh, editing application. And you're and usually like what Visco is known for is like this Polaroid '90s kind of grungy, grainy type of look. One thing that I will say is that when I was figuring out how I wanted to present myself in the world, one thing that I was very moved by was the graininess of Visco, meaning like the grittiness. Like, can you see the specks in in the actual photo? I don't want it to be smooth. I don't want it to be crisp and clean. I don't want it to have structure. I want it to be gritty. I want it to seem like it was taken with the oldest fucking camera in the world, but it's somehow still beautiful. That's what I kind of... So again, finding inspiration outside of yourself that already exists. So the graininess of, of Visco, I was inspired by. And then... One thing that I found interesting when I was researching for this topic is um, there's this website called The Teen Mag and they basically like explain to you how to build your own aesthetic. And there's a kind of little piece where they have like two approaches to building your own aesthetic. One being the top-down approach, meaning that top-down meaning you hear about a pre-existing aesthetic. So top down meaning the top of the the top of your mind right now is the pre-existing aesthetic. Let's take Visco for example since we're talking about Visco. We'll talk about the fact that some person has seen the Visco aesthetic and so what they do is that 
they hear about the aesthetic before beforehand of their um, participation and then they grow into kind of refining that specific aesthetic towards them right and then the second one is bottom up meaning that you don't start with the original aesthetic in a way means that like your interests first kind of move you into specific places and communities that then have their own aesthetic so your interest for example could lead you into a specific aesthetic uh example would be crochet for example if your interests uh if you're interested in like crochet and crocheting clothes for example and the community that usually wears a lot of crochet and does a lot of crochet would be like art ho or it would be like fey aesthetic or cottage core like that would be kind of where the interest of crochet would lead you into an aesthetic i hope that makes sense also i think one thing that helped me especially when i was younger kind of figure out what i specifically wanted uh in terms of my own aesthetic was mood boards like i know it's really it's it's cheesy to say but mood boards are everything mood boards help you kind of like navigate where your mind is kind of bring yourself to a space where you can actually execute your ideas a lot of the ideas that i have in any type of art that I do is is usually like sparked by the inspiration of either Pinterest or Tumblr. I wrote this thing down in this little breakdown of this episode where it says, "My journey of aesthetics, know thyself. Know thyself. Your personality is so important and your personal style and your character will establish how you outwardly perform in in the world, right?" your personality, your mood, your character will always influence what you also wear. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where if you wake up in the morning and you feel shitty, you're probably not going to put on like the outfit that makes you feel good unless you really want to make yourself feel good, then you're going to make sure that you put on something that makes you feel good. You know what I mean? So, one thing that actually let's call it the golden rule of this whole entire episode. The golden rule of learning how to build an aesthetic is know yourself. Know thyself. You can't create a style or find a style without knowing yourself. And at the same time, creating a style doesn't mean that you need to be extremely wealthy or you have to have like a really good financial like platform to start building your own aesthetic because guess what? Like this thrifting there's nothing that is stopping you from figuring out how to make yourself feel good outside in the world. Money is not an excuse at least in my eyes and also the the effort to put into it like you as a person are a whole like source and center of like energy and so like treat that with respect, you know what I mean? Give it give your give your mind and your body the moment in the morning to be like what do i actually want to wear you know what i mean so in that way you can start exploring your aesthetic so in the morning when you decide to be like you know what i'm not going to sit in my shit i'm not going to sit in my mood what in my wardrobe is going to make me feel good and why <laughs> do you know what i mean that's how you can start exploring what you want to be putting on your body and why and how you want to be kind of how do you how you want to communicate your style and your character to like the world. So, know thyself. 
I will say what I've learned about myself is that I'm a consistently changing and like evolving person and because of that I don't always have one I don't stick to one aesthetic I bounce around also it doesn't help that like I'm going through a bit of a gender fuck situation thing right now so a lot of me flipping and switching through aesthetics is also me trying to find my comfort in my gender which again gender is this outward um performance and so is dressing out dressing up uh drag is literally putting on clothes in the morning if you are a doctor and you wake up in the morning and you go to work and you put on your scrubs to you know do your thing as a doctor those scrubs are your drag my dude if you're a teacher and you put on your your outfit that's like i don't know that's like wardrobe coded what's the thing called uh when when clothing coded you know what i mean i hope someone can like jesus I'll, i'll figure it out but anyway all of that is drag like putting on clothes in general is drag and the way you put it on is also drag so just figure out what your drag character is and what it looks like my drag character as i just said is just completely confused all the time because they are constantly evolving but what i will say is that there's certain things that will always be true to what I like to wear and what I'll always gravitate towards in terms of aesthetics, which would be, firstly, my hair in my aesthetic like world, in my aesthetic like pattern, my hair is consistently changing and will consistently change when I feel like I have to restart the cycle of building my aesthetic. Usually when I'm going through a lot of like gender dysphoria is when I will change my hair. So that's a for for my very close people that are listening. If you ever want to know if I'm going through some shit right now, obviously when everyone goes through shit they change their hair, but specifically for me when I start changing my hair it's because I'm I'm a little gender dys- like I'm having a little bit of gender dys- dysphoria. Another thing that will always be kind of like standard when it comes to my uh, like personal aesthetic is that it will always be rooted in either an airy or straight cut type of garment so you'll either see me wearing extremely flowy things that are not like on the body and grabbing my body or it will be extremely straight cut things so men's formal pants you know colorful jerseys but they're specifically cut with like a shorter torso and longer arms like it will always have specific like lines and cuts Another thing would be that will that will always be like important to my personal aesthetic is knitwear and texture. I think I can't go I can't wear anything unless it has either some part of it has to be either knitwear or it has to be broken up into textures. I feel like there's nothing more expensive looking than an outfit that is put together with different types of texture that work together. So my favorite thing to look at together would be like a cotton black pant so that's obviously like softer material with like a chunky like knit cardigan or like a vest and a denim jacket so it's all these different textures but together it looks very clean it looks very stockholm housey like very like nude simple colors another thing that's really important to my style in general to my aesthetic in general is like esoteric artsy motives and symbols so you will always see me have a bead 
of some kind on me or some type of eye symbol or esoteric like spiritual symbol you'll always see that on me you'll either see like if i'm not wearing either of that like one article of my clothing will be inspired by some artistic movement or have some type of arty type of situation on it and then also this is gonna sound very weird but it made sense in my mind when i wrote this down but my style is always living in this like whole like earthy like but in like a femme way like it's the earth but in a femme way so again in my mind when i think about it like earthy and wholesome in a femme way is also the same thing as like airy is the same thing as like knit artsy like it all kind of like flows into the same type of like circle so essentially like everything does kind of like link together when it comes to my style i also said yeah we're gonna reiterate my hair has been indicative of my personal style i'm always in pursuit of looking my most gender fuck in a femme way at all times so as much as i'm playing with the idea of gender i still want to look feminine like i still want you to look at me and be like what the fuck but also can't (laughs) jesus christ oh at least i made myself smile and i've always most of the time i've described my style as like a street hippie baroque dance teacher something i wrote here was street hippie mugler fairy i do mugler fairy fantasy for more like events and festivals because i again mugler has this like really amazing and weird like line that it crosses between extremely feminine like um silhouettes where it's like cinched waist and like big boobs and like do you know what i mean but then it's it's contrasted by like these heavy and straight cut metallic type of things which like mugler is known for the for them playing with the juxtaposition between masculine and feminine and what that represents and what that means so that's why i love like the idea of mugler as a, a in general but also like iris van herpen because that is also like they they work is also very genderless to the point where it's just about movement and about air and i fucking love that shit so uh what we're gonna get into is types of aesthetics and let me be honest it's only the aesthetics that really interest me and the ones that i've explored personally because i feel like i'm not going to go through aesthetics that firstly i have i have no experience like dabbling in but also that i have no interest in talking about because if i'm bored i i would assume that you're also bored but anyway so we're gonna go through one two three four four types of subsections um these subsections already have sub genres of aesthetics in them so it's a group of aesthetics put into my own like hierarchy of aesthetics if that makes sense i hope this makes sense but we know what we following we're catching on so the first one would be the grunge skater girl and indie aesthetic so when we think about this think about zoe kravitz think about willow think about fka twigs i hope while i'm saying these women and these people that you kind of see the correlation between their style and mine and this this kind of like grunge skater girl indie I, I i class them all together because they all have similar traits they also come from the same thing so skater girl and indie uh, aesthetics are they come from the grunge movement so the same way um if we're thinking about like the top-down approach to building an aesthetic there's a main aesthetic and you kind of break it down and build it into your own 
kind of like unique taste and so skater girl and indie is a broken down down subgenre of the grunge movement and so the grunge movement in general is like categorized by the fact that music influences the style meaning that band t-shirts were extremely like important flannel doc martens leather the conversations of like fuck capitalism so obviously thrifting would come in being present with the fashion that is then so again like during the grunge time there's also a lot of punk move of punk like aesthetic and movements that were happening so again like ripped clothes basically in tatters and also talking about individuality as an actual like performative kind of thing rather than um like being part of a group essentially or community which is weird and also the idea of philosophy so this kind of moving away from society and what society deems as normal typical standard family friendly kind of like aesthetic into this like very philosophical of like why do we talk about this why are we actually like participating in this very boring life <laughs> next one so we're going from what i would consider like your favorite punk indie goth girl to now we're getting into your favorite chakrahan and i would say that chakrahan's chakra i should be saying it properly chakra not chakra cha chakra chakrahan's i would say is the south african type of version of of this sub category that i'm going to talk about now which is called the otto 90s artsy streetwear hippie boho category boho aesthetic and when i talk about art home 90s artsy streetwear um hippie boho we need to think of people like rihanna we need to think about people like cali uchis and we need to think about people like frank ocean so do i have to explain the the crux of it all is that it's it lives it lives in art and graphics but it also lives on the street so it's a lot of tracksuit streetwear mixing uh men's clothing with women's clothing i feel like more than anything my aesthetic lives in this particular subgenre more than the others that we're going to mention because uh again influenced by like art and graphic t-shirts and like flowy skirts with also like heavy denim and like baggy denim and texture also the the aesthetic name arto i find that so funny and so beautiful and also like the arto movement in general just as a piece of random information that might spark something in you the arto movement was actually created by um created by and for people of color actually in the 20 in 2015 um because obviously there was already this aesthetic of like art teacher and it was run by predominantly like you know white women white girls who were doing you know the bright yellow jerseys and stuff like that and so arto in general was to celebrate the artsiness and the creativity of also um people of color you know what i'm saying um this also leans into hip hop y2k culture so arto 90s streetwear again hip hop uh, y2k like street culture 
so again baggy jeans baggy pants you know do rags all of that good stuff and also upcycling so uh if we're talking about like y2k aesthetic obviously these like ripped pieces that are now uh remolded into something else obviously upcycling is such a I wouldn't even say it's new, but it's a it's a more popular thing now to do because obviously there's there's brands that are coming up like brands that are popping up that only do upcycle clothes, which is fantastic because I definitely buy into them. Um, but that is generally influenced by this auto nineties streetwear movement. Then we get into the third category of aesthetics, which I would take if grungy skater girl is like your favorite goth girl and auto 90s is your favorite funny art teacher then this next category is going to be for the extremely bold and flamboyant genderfuck kids which is femboy and dark academia retro aesthetic so when I think about this, the first thing that comes to mind is Vivian Westwood. If you don't know who the fuck or what the fuck Vivian Westwood is or who she is or what she did for fashion in general or what she did for fashion in, in like queer communities in general, then please get on your Zoom because I can't educate you about everything. But Vivian Westwood is what I would consider the pioneer of what we now do as a layering layered um formal not formal kind of aesthetic if you see someone if you see a masculine person wearing a kilt and underneath that kilt is fucking black jeans guess what they're influenced by vivian westwood i don't know what the fuck to tell you she's an icon she's a legend and we love her so Femboy Dark Academia Retro, influenced by Vivian Westwood, is known for the firstly the color palette. So it's blacks, it's neutrals, but then it's also um, colors that will that would occur in nature. So greens, reds, um, sky blues, browns, but it's not like these extreme colors of like. Well, she actually did a lot of yellow as well, but yellow also occurs in in nature. You know what I'm saying. Um, knits, clean textures, preppy school-like. So actually a lot of what Vivian Westwood did uh, did were, was take what we would no- normally know as formal, um, which is like white t-shirts, blazers, all of that stuff, and would turn it on its head and put these oversized blazers on very um, petite women and basically like gender fuckery was it all you know what i mean if we're talking femboy if we're talking femboy if we're talking dark academia it is very gender fuck because it doesn't sit in one specific gender it just sits in a realm of like rigid structure but at the same time not it's a very weird and beautiful like middle ground and i feel like this is why i say like these subcategories this is where this is the 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 realms i exist in because i do consider myself like a grungy skater indie person and i do consider myself an auto 90s streetwear person but i also consider myself a fanboy dark academia like person like i know that i'm very interested and very influenced by vivian westwood all the time when i when i think of the outfits that i want to wear it's always influenced by this like 
overly formal overly street type of like collaboration another thing that is kind of like indicative of the femme dark academia retro vivian westwood inspired type of uh, aesthetic is layers layers gender fluidity kilts oversized blazers thigh-high boots again it's the more gender fuck you can get with it and the more gender fuck in a formal way you can get with it then you're in the sweet spot of this kind of aesthetic so those are the three kind of like baselines where i kind of exist in and if you uh feel like you kind of gravitate towards either one of these small sub categories in these like layered genres that i did then by all means like you know explore the similar aesthetics and maybe you can also develop your own personal kind of like your own personal kind of way with it you know other notables that i want to mention not that i've particularly experimented with these but i find them really interesting and i find them really fun to look at and i stand them forever and always which would be whimsy goth so whimsy goth think of goth obviously which is like dark tones vampiric type of vibe well not very not really vampiric when you think about it it's just very muted but then whimsy goth think of like think of a fairy goth mother (laughs) that's so cute a fairy goth mother again very flowy but it it's flowy in a way that there's still a little bit of macabre and darkness in the actual aesthetic do you know what i mean so that's one of them fake core art teacher grandma core barbie core so also one way to like at least research for yourself like what your specific aesthetic might be is using the word core core is another millennial word for aesthetic so if we had to name my fucking core it would be the grunge art ho streetwear femboy core <laughs> what the fuck uh shout out to them the reason i wanted to mention these few especially barbie core because it's because of this year and because of the fact that barbie came out this year pink has always been a thing but i've never seen pink at the extreme that i've seen pink this year and i fucking love it i used to be that person when i was younger that i wanted to reject all signs of femininity so i hated pink for a very long time even though i had a pink room growing up but now i've fallen in love with pink because of how people have taken the idea of what pink is and made it like its own standalone aesthetic its own look do you know what i mean to wear pink is 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 a real statement and it it belongs to a, a community already do you know what i mean and i think that's so special and so cool so let me tell you the just of this i told you i gave you like levels of the aesthetics i gave you basically like a, a basic breakdown of what they are i took a test in preparation for this episode where it uh it's on haywires.com and the test is what is your personal aesthetic and the questions that they asked were kind of like what's your favorite pastime how would you say your friends how would you say your friends describe you what is your favorite food like it would ask these like really random and very like obscure questions and guess what the fuck it told me dark academia so if you're gonna revert back to what like my whole you know audio essay was about is that i'm very much influenced and i feel like 
my mind belongs in this category of femboy dark academia retro vivian westwood but i know that i outwardly give Otto. like i know that i know that but if i was able to um articulate where my mind was better i think i would definitely be giving more dark academia definitely if you are also very confused and you don't want to go through the extended research of trying to figure out what you give as an aesthetic as a core then by all means i think you should definitely go try this heywise.com uh what is your personal aesthetic qu- uh, quiz it was really quick it was about like five minutes and honestly the question stumped me because you can only choose one like option and there were multiple times in questions where i wanted to choose more than one so that was kind of fucked and i had to like just go with go with the thing that like was more i don't know if that made sense let's see anyway um also another good site to like if you want to actually do the deep dive now so we've i've already given you a option of how you could possibly um be lazy with how you figure out your aesthetic but if you actually want to do some real research figure out things from like staple types of like garments and like colors to even like music that these specific aesthetics come with I'm going to suggest to you um, aesthetics.fandom.com. It's a really good site. It has thousands of aesthetics and subgenres of aesthetics. It's really good for research purposes in case you want to explore different aesthetics just for your own um, personal research, research or if you actually want to go into it and like actually build your aesthetic from scratch. I really suggest that. I looked it up and I sat there for a good hour just going through random like aesthetics that I never heard about but I, I, I finally understood where it came from. And just know that it's a very, very long list, literally from A to Z, with typical clothing that the aesthetic comes with, to the music, to the communities, to like the subgenres that you can get into even to like little like style icons and icons in general so it will at least guide you and i just reading up on this and having to do this episode i realized that like my avatar right now in this present moment is going through a bit of a process where I still want to very much exist in these little like levels of uh, like aesthetic that I mentioned to you guys, but uh, I what can I say? Firstly, I'm an Aquarius. I have to be unique all the time, so I have to figure out how I'm going to again uniqueify. Dude, English is gone. Uniqueify. I don't know, but you understood what the fuck I said. Um, <laughs> But, like, I want to fine-tune my my aesthetic even more now. Which basically means that I'm just forcing myself to learn about myself again. And I feel like that's also, like, the fun part of, of, of going through figuring out how you want to present yourself out in the world. Is that you have to figure out who you are again. You know, a constantly changing person. But, yeah, like I said, I exist between those three planes of aesthetics. Even though there's, like three subgenres in each like level but i do exist in those and um let me know the question for this week is let me know what aesthetic you give or what you wish you could give um but are unable to for whatever reason and then i think that's 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 literally what i wrote 
that's all the the the, the, the important things that i wanted to mention <laughs> what a way to fucking end this i was never good at writing conclusions in high school when it came to writing essays so that will be it for this week <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to listen i hope that it wasn't i hope i didn't rush through this topic i hope that it was easy to follow i do want to do another deep dive on this in general but i feel like i'll do that in the fashion in the fashion episode because then we can go into like what these aesthetics actually look like like what how they are performed in real life do you know what i mean but other than that uh thank you so much for just taking the time out to listen to spend time to share knowledge i feel like at least for me like the most intimate thing is to be heard and to share knowledge even if it's not generally that important to like living but just sharing knowledge is like really important to me so i'm really really grateful for whoever's listening to this thank you and until next week like i said the question will be what do you think you give as an aesthetic or what you wish you could give and then just let me know this is going to be the first episode i ask let me know about topics that you would like me to tackle obviously i have a whole list of like topics that i already wanted to talk about because i was so keen to put this whole podcast together but also at the same time i want to bring as much interaction into this podcast now more than ever because i realized how i really i really did this to build a community and how this community is slowly building you know it makes me happy but yeah until next week please be kind to yourself please take the time to listen to your body and to your mind it's a very shitty and tumultuous time in the world right now there's a lot of shit going wrong and there's a lot that we cannot control at least just by ourselves so whatever you can control which is your mind your body and how you treat us please just treat it with respect treat it with kindness treat it with the utmost gentlest touch and we'll talk and spend time together next week all right then bye